What is going on, everybody? Welcome back to the Mind Over Macros podcast. As always, I am your host, Mike Milner, and I'm feeling good today because it's Monday when I'm recording this. This will come out on Wednesday. Sometimes I record in advance, typically with interviews and stuff. Like right now, I've got like three interviews that I've done that haven't aired yet. However, when I do a solo episode, usually I record it and release it relatively quickly. And this is important because we are coming off a historic day yesterday in which my Philadelphia Eagles defeated the 49ers to advance to Super Bowl 57. I'm saying like, I know this is a, a nutrition and health and I don't even know what category you want to put this podcast in. But the, at the end of the day, if you're going to listen to me, then you need to know who I am. You need to know who I am at my core and at my core. I am a Philadelphia sports fan, so it is important that you understand who you are listening to. And if that means that you don't want to be associated with me, then I'm sorry, and we can't be friends. I will respect anybody's fandom for the most part, except for Cowboys fans, but I will respect most people's fandom. But I think that it's important that you see who I am if we're going to be in this relationship, if you're going to allow me to be in your ears, in your headset in your AirPods, in your car, wherever you're listening, this is important. Anyway, I'm feeling good. I was at the game with Mel. Incredible atmosphere. I, I just am such a big fan of experiences and being able to spend money on doing things like that versus material things. I will always take the experience over the material things. It's funny. I drive like the shittiest car in the world. Uh, it's been paid off for quite some time. Mel kind of gives me shit because she's like, you, you could probably upgrade your car, but it's okay. I don't, I don't need the material things. And I would much rather have the experience. That's just me. Anyway, I, yeah, so we went to the game, incredible atmosphere, incredible experience. And I am feeling like I wanted to talk about some stuff. There's some stuff that's been on my mind after this weekend. And I thought that this would be a good time to share it. And before I do that, I need to do our, uh, our weekly giveaway. So every week I pick a winner who writes a five-star rating and review on Apple podcasts and give them some free supplements. So we need to do that right now. Uh, the way that you participate is each week you just go into Apple podcasts, you go to the search bar or the search function you type in Mind Over Macros, you click on the thumbnail, and you scroll all the way down until you see the ratings and reviews. You hit write a review, you submit the five-star rating, you write a little something, and then you're entered to win each week. So go ahead and do that, and we don't get that many. Um, I can tell you this week we had six. We had a pretty good week. Six is is decent. So um, you basically had a one in six chance of winning, um, and then I just pick a random person from the reviews. It's not based off of the review itself. It's not like I read them and I'm like, ooh, this one's my favorite. I just pick a random number um, based off of how many reviews there are and that's how it goes. So, Jess Page 8. Jess Page 8 is the winner of this week's giveaway. So you're going to get a supplement of your choice. The title of the review says, Awesome Podcast and... Jess wrote, I recently started listening and wow, love the content and how educational each podcast is. I'm already incorporating concepts with my clients 
and recommending they also tune in. I'm always looking forward to the next episode. That's amazing to hear, especially because it sounds like you're a coach yourself and paying it forward, which is a beautiful thing. Um, I think we need more of that. Coaches helping each other uh, to help more people, to reach more people. And that's what it's all about. So Jess, if you want to email me, the email address is mike at peakoptimizationperformance.com. And you can get yourself a supplement of your choice from our sponsors, Cured or Organifi, or something from our POP supplement line. All right. So now that you've heard all about my weekend, you know, the, the other thing that I did all weekend and that I'm going to be doing all this week is writing nutrition plans. And we have our challenge that's starting next Monday, February 6th. The thousand pound hunger takedown challenge. I've talked about it. You, sh- you should already know what it is. If you don't, um, since the Eagles made it to F- Super Bowl 57 for this week alone, I've released 57 more spots because we actually reached our cap. But I don't mind doing extra work because it means we can give extra money to charity. Um, the proceeds from this challenge are going to the hunger project. So I opened up 57 spots because the Eagles are in Super Bowl 57. Uh, I don't know if they're going to sell out. I honestly have no idea. Uh, there's been, since I made that announcement, I think there's been like five or seven or something like that um, spots. I just made the announcement today and there's been a handful that have been taken. So whatever, there's like maybe 50 spots left. Anyway, I'm writing personalized plans for this challenge and it made me realize that there are a lot of people who have taken this opportunity to start or continue their journey, their process for change. And and it made me reflect on my own journey because, you know, there's there's this old adage. I'm really, I'm really going uh, on a lot of tangents here, but it will make sense. Uh, I'm really, I'm really sharing this for a reason. So hopefully that'll that will become clear. Um, there's this old adage or this fable. I, I don't know. What's the difference between an adage or a fairy tale or a fable or an old wives tale? What, what the fuck is the difference? I don't know. I, I need, this is where I need like a co-host who's much smarter than me. I don't like maybe a, an English major who can tell me, I think adage is, is the appropriate way of putting it or an old wives tale. There's this old adage where uh, there's a man sitting on the porch with his dog and the dog is like whimpering and uh, somebody is walking by the house and the guy's on the front porch and the guy that's walking by hears the dog whimpering. And he says, you know, excuse me, sir, but I have to ask, you know, what's wrong with your dog? Why is he crying? And the old man says, oh, because he's sitting on a nail. And the guy says, well, why doesn't he move? And the old man says, because he's not in enough pain yet. And I think it's a really profound little adage or wives to whatever the correct word is to describe it. I think it's profound because there's this concept of, of needing to be in more pain to actually change. And it makes me think about my, because there's all these people who are, who have joined this challenge or who have joined coaching or who have just taken a step, maybe that I'm unaware of in your own life to better yourself or to change your situation. And it's really difficult to do that. And I don't think we give enough credit or I don't think we put enough stock into the fact that it is really hard to change. 
So the first thing is that for those of you that are in the process of changing, that have taken those action steps, that have have invested in yourself, or you've joined the challenge, or you've joined coaching, or you've done something, maybe you started going to therapy, maybe you um, started showing up for yourself in some type of way. First of all, kudos to yourself. Like you should be proud. Uh, and second of all, I think that you should really sit there and 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 recognize that you did you took the most important first step to doing something that most people avoid. Most people sit on the nail and cry and whimper, but don't move because they're not in enough pain, which is really unfortunate. And and really, what I want to do today is share my own journey with this exact struggle. Uh, I think it will help. And what my, my hope and my reason for sharing is that it will help somebody feel better about where they're currently at. If you are struggling, if you are in some pain, if you are not where you want to be right now, if it feels difficult, if you feel this weight holding you down, I've been there. I understand it. I know what it feels like. So I recognize that early on when I started this podcast, I used to share this story, but now that we're 375-ish episodes deep, I haven't really shared this story um, in a while. And the story starts with when I was about 80 pounds overweight. And the first thing that I remember feeling was that I was no longer myself. I felt like there was this complete divide between the person that I used to be, the person that I knew, and the person that I had then become. Like there was this disconnect. And it was in an it was an identity crisis because I didn't recognize myself in the mirror. I didn't want to see people. I didn't want to go home and see friends or family. I did not want to step foot on a basketball court or a tennis court. There was a lot of shame. Uh, there was a lot of guilt. There was a lot of self-loathing. How could you let this happen? Uh, there was a lot of disappointment in myself. And that's a hard place to, to make a positive change. It's really difficult to hate yourself into changing. Now, I was, I was certainly in pain and I was certainly whimpering, but the way that I went about it was I, I didn't try to heal the wound. I just tried to like pull the nail out as fast as I could, right? Never a good thing. It's like, and then the, you know, blood starts spilling out. Sorry for the, uh, the graphic description, but that's basically what I did. The first thing that I did was I connected all of that disdain for myself with the weight that I was carrying, like the physical weight. I didn't assess the emotions I was feeling. I didn't assess why it had happened. I didn't assess any of the coping mechanisms that I was using at the time. I didn't assess any of the negative outlets I was using at the time. I just connected the dots between you're a disappointment because you have all of this extra weight on your body. So go get it off, you jackass. Like it was not coming from a positive, empowering, uplifting place. It was coming from a very negative, 
hateful place of stop being this version of yourself that I don't like, go fix it. So I tried. And I, you know, it was like, if you've ever done something because you're in so much pain and you're so frustrated in yourself and, and there's a lot of guilt and shame involved, you punish yourself, but then you also feel like it's, it's warranted. So when I would do two hours of cardio every single day and I hated every single minute of it, when I would eat my 1200 calorie meal plan and I hated every single minute of it, the thought process I had was good. You deserve it. It was good. You deserve to feel this way. You did this to yourself. You deserve it. And now you still have to keep going because you have to fix it. And then the weird shit that would happen was that people would start to recognize the change that was happening. I would get external validation from people. Oh, are are you losing weight? Oh, are you working out? And I was like, yeah, I actually am. And that was like the external validation that was making me think that I was doing the right thing. And then, of course, because it was built on such a flimsy foundation and it was built on hatred for myself and it was built on negative emotions and it was built on negative coping mechanisms and I had zero awareness around the wound itself, the actual wound that I was not healing, of course, it would all come crumbling down and I would gain the weight back. And every time I would get below 200 pounds, which was like my magic number, I would self-destruct. I would binge and I would have some of the most embarrassing moments with food. And it wasn't embarrassing because other people were around. I was embarrassed by myself, by my actions, by my behaviors, like feeling that uncontrollable around food. And then sending myself down that spiral of negative emotions again and negative self-talk. Like, here we go again. Look at what you're doing. You're still that same person. You're still the same person that we hate. Like looking at myself in the mirror and picking myself apart, being like, this is still the version of you that we don't want to be. So, So go pick yourself up, pull yourself up by your bootstraps and go do it again. You jackass. (laughs) So it always had to end with you jackass. Um, But no, seriously, it was, it was this really unproductive, unhealthy way of communicating with myself. The internal dialogue that was happening was just perpetuating this cycle of trying harder, trying to pull the nail out as fast as I could without healing the wound. And then of course the wound would basically get infected And then I would just like jab the nail back in because that felt more normal than actually fixing the pain, actually healing the wound. So I would try the next program. It would be the same type of thing. I would restrict, I would binge, I would do all the things and, and it was hard. And I don't think that people really, you know, if you haven't been through it, then you don't really understand what that that feeling is like. It is such a demoralizing place to be. 
And it's, it's incredibly frustrating because it feels so uphill. It feels like you are like scratching and clawing your way towards some progress, even though you're doing it in the most unhealthy way possible. Like I had the worst relationship with food, but you're like scratching and clawing your way. And then it feels like in a moment, you just fall all the way back down. And then you're staring up at this mountain again. And you're like, how the fuck am I supposed to start climbing again? And in the meantime, because of how I felt about myself, And because I refused to address the wound that was so apparent, like it was so abundantly clear that this giant wound was there, but I wasn't doing the necessary steps to heal it, it was destroying the world around me where I was previously married and it completely drove a wedge in my relationship. And what's interesting about that is first It drove a wedge because I didn't want to have any fun. Like I didn't want to go out. I didn't want to do date nights. I didn't want to go on vacations. I didn't want to drink. I didn't want to socialize with anybody. Like, so I basically became a hermit who, who just wanted to eat clean and lose weight. And my ex-wife actually wanted to be social and wanted to have date nights and wanted to travel. And that was like a big part of our relationship. And I completely obliterated that. Now, there's there's a lot of reasons why we're not together. And it was no matter what, regardless of, of this whole situation, um, that's kind of the fate that would have happened. It would have happened that way anyway, uh, because we just were not right for each other in that context. Um, there, I don't ever, I would never say anything bad about her. So I just want to make that really clear. Uh, it wasn't ugly. It wasn't anything like that. Uh, just not the right fit. But I totally drove a wedge between us and created a very unhealthy relationship dynamic. And then I started to conform and, and try to fit in because I was lost in, in who I was. So then I kind of had my like rebellious phase where I went from orthorexic, clean eating obsessed to then conforming to the drinking and eating shit food and doing that and, and kind of went back into that pattern which was the exact pattern that got me to 80 pounds overweight in the first place. But I started to conform and give up my own autonomy and my own self to try to fit in. Like maybe, maybe this will make me feel better. Maybe I could try to put this in the wound and see if that heals it. And of course it didn't because it didn't make me feel better about myself because I was not being true to myself anymore. I didn't even know what being true to myself meant. At that time, that's how lost I was. So I'm highlighting this because I I really don't think that we give enough credit. I don't know if if credit's the right word, but I don't know if we really put enough understanding and compassion around just how hard it is to feel this way and to feel like you're broken and to feel like you're a failure. And to feel this intense level of guilt and shame and to feel a little bit lost in, in who you are. You know, it's interesting because you know, if you ask people to like prioritize, what, like what's the most important thing in your life? A lot of people will say their kids. A lot of people will say their family. 
a lot of people might say like God, or if you're, you're religious, that that might be your thing. If you say the most important thing, how frequently do you hear somebody say it's me? I'm the most important thing in my life. And it like, if you try that on, if you try to say that, it probably feels really weird to you. You're like, Ooh, that sounds really selfish. We are so willing to sacrifice ourselves for everybody else. And then we give the people around us the, the leftover scraps <laughs> that we have because we have nothing. We haven't been taking care of ourselves. We haven't been figuring ourselves out. We haven't been healing our own wounds. So we're like, okay, I'm going to focus on everybody else because I don't want to, I don't want to go here. I don't want to go internal. That's a scary place. So I'm just going to push it to over here and it's going to be my family. It's going to be my kids. It's going to be my partner. They're all going to come first and yet they're getting this leftover scraps version of you. And it sucks. It's difficult. It's challenging. It's frustrating. It can be demoralizing. It can be really upsetting. You know, I, I vividly remember nights where I would sit there and just like ponder. And I would go through, like, I, I already have a pretty intense internal dialogue. Like the, the voice in my head is real and it, it rarely shuts up. But I remember just like pondering and I would have this voice, like this dialogue and it just would not stop. And it was constantly telling me what a failure I was for, for lack of a better word. I don't even know a better way to frame it, but I would sit there like pondering and then I would like validate it in all these different ways. Like you can't even say no to Pete. You can't even control yourself from having another slice of pizza. You can't even control yourself from having dessert. You can't even do this. You can't. And it was just constant. And it's this, this incredible weight that unless you have felt it or unless you are feeling it, you might have no idea what I'm talking about. You might be like, bro, that sounds a little dramatic. Like you, it sounds like you've got some, some stuff like, yeah, I do. And we all do. And ultimately, at the end of the day, there comes a point in time where you recognize that the thought patterns that you're having, the internal dialogue that you have with yourself, the actions, the behaviors, the habits that you have, there comes a point in time where you recognize it's not serving you. So now you reach this, this friction point, you reach this fork in the road and you're like, all right, I, I now have awareness that this is not the path that I want to go down. I don't want to keep berating myself. I don't want to feel like a failure, but you also have been stacking up a lot of evidence by breaking promises to yourself, by putting everybody first, by beating yourself up all the time. And a lot of these thought patterns have repeated themselves so many times over that it's it's the known path of your brain. Like the neurons have actually connected in a way that it is very efficient for your brain to think that way. But then you have this other path that you're like, I don't know what the other path looks like, but I know that this current path I'm on kind of sucks. So you're at this friction point. And this is the place 
where most people live every single day. They look at the path that they've been on and they're like, this isn't serving me. I'm tired of putting everybody else's needs before I'm for my own. I'm tired of pouring from an empty cup. I'm tired of being tired. I'm tired of beating myself up. I'm tired of feeling like a failure. And then you look at this other path, but you can't see the other path because it's new. And the change is right there, but it isn't mapped out yet. There's no clear roadway. You can't see it yet because it hasn't happened. So you're staring at this known path that sucks, that you definitely don't want to continue going down. And then you see this other path that is scary because it's not lit up and you don't know where all the bumps in the roads are, the potholes and things of that nature. And you're like, ah, which path do I go? Which path do I travel? And so if you are stuck in that place and you have yet to make a change, I guarantee you that everybody listening, that you're listening right now, I guarantee you're about, you think I'm about to tell you to just do it. Nike style, just do it. Nope. It's not at all what I'm about to say. What I'm going to say to you right now is if you are living in that fork in the road, if you are looking at your previous path, your current path, and you know it's not serving you, the internal dialogue, the stories about yourself, the beliefs you have about yourself, your identity, your habits, your behaviors, your outlets, your coping mechanisms, if any of those things aren't serving you and you're looking at this path of change and you're scared because it's uncertain and it's unpredictable and you find yourself paralyzed between these two roads, what I'm going to tell you is it's okay. I understand. It's not easy. It's not even simple. A lot of things are simple, but not easy. This is not easy. This is not simple. It's okay that you haven't made that change yet. It's okay that you've walked away from the new path to continue down the current path that's no longer serving you. It's okay that you've chosen comfort and certainty over the unpredictable nature of change. It's okay that you continue to sit on that nail and whimper. It's okay. Now, I'm also going to tell you that you have to be the one to decide when you are ready to take the other path. Nobody can do that for you. Nobody is going to tell you when it's appropriate. Nobody's going to give you permission. It's you. It's always been you. It will always be you. At a certain point in time, you will be in enough pain to say, I'm done with this nail. I'm ready to heal this wound for good. And when that time comes, pat yourself on the back. Give yourself a lot of credit. Be proud because it's not easy. You know, another thing that I don't share very frequently is like I, I own a small business. And it is really challenging. It's really difficult. If you're a small business owner and you listen to this show, you probably understand the feeling, the pressure, the stress, the never-ending cycle of like, 
When things are good, you're like, oh my God, this is the best thing I've ever done. And when things are slow, you're like, oh my God, my business is going to collapse. I feel that daily. It's hard. It's hard for me to actually build this into a real sustainable business. I want, you know, I want to be able to provide opportunities for people, my team, the people that depend on pop for their livelihoods. I want to be able to help people. I want to be able to give back. I want to be able to do things like we're doing with the the charity that we're supporting. Like these are all things that I want. It's really difficult. I don't know how to reach new people. I don't know how to constantly, um, you know, help people. Like how do people find out about me? How do people find out about us? How do they trust that we have the answers that they're looking for? How do they put their faith in me and my team that we're going to deliver on the results that we promise? These are a lot of things that I struggle with. It's it's hard. It's difficult. I don't have the answers. I try to figure it out. I try to do my best. I try to be as open as I can. I, my whole philosophy with Pop is I want to be the business that shows you everything without you needing to pay money. Like, yes, if you want to invest and join one-on-one coaching, amazing. If not, I want you to know precisely what we do and how we do it. Like if you go to my website and you look at our one-on-one coaching program, you will see a detailed as fuck description about exactly how it works, exactly who it's for, the amount of contact you get from your coach and the access you get with your coach and the systems that we use and the priorities of our program and all of it. I want you to know all of it, but I don't know if that's right. I don't know if that's the right thing to do. It is difficult. I tell myself all the time, I'm not cut out for this. I tell myself all the time that it's never going to be as successful as I want it to be. I tell myself all the time that thinking I could impact a million lives was absolutely absurd. I tell myself all the time that my business is is a failure and it's going to collapse any day. I'm only saying this because even though I've overcome a lot of the health stuff that I was going through and the identity stuff that I was going through and the pain of feeling like I was never going to be in the body that I desired and I've gotten to that place where I am, I still struggle with the exact same thing. It's like a mirror except in business. Now I'm working on healing that wound which is why I do a lot of therapy, which is why I do a lot of personal development. I'm working on my leadership skills. One of the things that I've identified about myself is I can turn on this microphone and I can talk and some people will nod along and agree and some people will tune me out and that's total I don't that doesn't bother me. I'm cool with being your person but not somebody else's person. What I do struggle with is having a team and leading them with people that I know and that I'm close to. I struggle with that. And I've, I've opened up and told my team, like, I'm sorry, I don't think that I'm the best leader. And that's something that I'm actively working on. But this change, this process for change, this process of growth, this process of evolution, it is fucking hard. Give yourself credit for doing anything, for taking any step, for taking a simple action step, 
or taking advantage of an opportunity, whatever it is, give yourself credit. The other thing that I'm working on is letting go of a lot of the poor decisions that I've made, poor business decisions that I've made, uh, situations that I didn't handle well, uh, situations that cost the business a lot of money, You know, things that I thought were a good idea at the time, but then I'm looking back and I'm like, of course, that was a terrible idea. What's wrong with you? That same dialogue where I start berating myself, like, how could you be so stupid? And I'm practicing being present and recognizing that I'm exactly where I need to be. I'm exactly where I'm supposed to be. All of my decisions up until this point have led me right here, right now. This is where I am meant to be and supposed to be. And I'm trying to embrace that concept because then that tells me that I can use all of those lessons to make better decisions right now, to move myself forward so I can make better decisions with my health, with my relationships, with my business, all of that right now. I can do that now. I'm trying to embrace that and it's it's difficult. So I want you to know, first of all, that you're not alone, that you have people in your corner, you have support, you have community right here and be proud of any steps that you've taken. All the steps that you've taken, even if they seem like failures, they were just lessons. They were just learning opportunities and they've led you to where you are right now. You might still be at that fork in the road. You might still be sitting on that nail, but that's okay. It's okay because eventually you will decide to take the path that's uncertain, that's unpredictable, but totally worth it. And only you get to decide when you're ready for that. And it's really beneficial to be around people who are on that same journey. Again, I talked about the power of community. I've talked about the power of coaching, of of mentorship. Uh, That really changed my life. When I, when I finally was ready to do things the right way and I invested in real coaching, which I was like completely shocked at the price tag, I was like, you know what? If I add up all the little expenses from programs that I've done in the past, the meal plans and the crazy fasting protocols and the things that I bought and the MetaFast and all the other stuff, it's like, yeah, that was way more than just a one-time real coaching experience that, that had an ROI that I couldn't even comprehend because I finally got over it. It was like, I need help. I need to heal this wound. I need to not just rip the nail out, but like I need to to heal it and clean it and patch it up and let it get my, you know, fix itself. Um, And that was an investment. It was scary, but it was one of the best things that I ever did for myself. And since then, I've, I've always tried to keep myself around people like that, whether through like actual mentorship or courses or coaching programs where I felt like it was real human to human focused person focused because all of these experiences have led me to know exactly what I'm looking for for myself. Um, speaking of what I'm looking for, one of the things that I always look for, whether it's looking for a coach, whether it's looking for a mentor or whether it's looking for a product that I put into my body, I always want to know the mission and the story behind the person or behind the brand, which is why you will hear me talk about Cured. Most importantly, and in particular, their Serenity Gummies, their Broad Spectrum CBD, uh, and some of their other products that help with sleep, like their their Zen Caps and their Night Caps. First of all, the Serenity Gummies are my essential before bed. Like I could, I could really slack off on my wind-down routine, but if I have my Serenity Gummies, I know I'm sleeping well. 
they're so good. Like the most calm, it's it's perfectly named serenity. You feel complete serenity. Like that is legitimately the feeling. So they also have broad spectrum CBD. We're able to use a little bit for our dogs because they have some for dogs and our dogs are very anxious. We also use some for ourselves when we are feeling anxious, Mel and I. And occasionally, if I need to like double up on some products for sleep, I'll throw in the Zen caps or the night caps, which just helps seal the deal. Um, but that's usually only if I'm kind of slacking. Like if I had a poor night's sleep one night, then I'll double up. I'll do the Serenity gummies and maybe the Zen caps. So if you go to curednutrition.com and you use promo code POPFAM, P-O-P-F-A-M, you get 20% off any of their products, unless it's already like a bundle that's uh, you know severely discounted. But if you want to try the Serenity gummies, I highly recommend it. Get the broad spectrum CBD if you have some anxiety. Uh, but if you want like to really solidify your sleep, Serenity gummies, and then grab the Zen caps or the night caps, and you will you'll feel like a million bucks when you wake up the next day. Um, again, I look for quality. I like to know the mission behind the brand. I like to know the people behind the brand. Uh, this is through my own experience of knowing what's important to me. So you're not going to find better people behind the brand, better products. Uh, it truly just don't take my word for it. Just try it for yourself. And then you can confirm that what I'm saying is absolute truth. CuredNutrition.com. The code is POPFAM for 20% off. But I wanted to share, you know, a little bit about my, my journey and the fact that it's still a journey, that there is no finish line. You know, even though I mentioned, you know, being able to heal some of the wounds from my, my health journey, from my fitness journey, from my nutrition struggle, from, you know, disordered eating tendencies, orthorexia, being obsessed with clean eating, uh, you know, being a hermit, destroying my marriage, like all the, all the things that I've come a long way to repair. I still have stuff that I'm working through, will always be working through. And now on the business side, I still have stuff that I'm working through that I'll always be working through. And it's, and it's really difficult. And I just wanted to hold some space to recognize and acknowledge those of you who are still at that fork in the road and it's okay to be there. I don't recommend staying there for years like I did, but I do just want to acknowledge that change is really difficult. Change is really hard. If you have taken a step to better your situation, to prioritize yourself a little bit more, then pat yourself on the back because I'm proud of you, but it doesn't matter what I think. It, it matters what you think. You should be proud of yourself for taking that step, whether that's you joined our challenge, you joined our coaching program, you signed up with a different coach that you think is an amazing fit for you, you started therapy, or you just started to improve on your, your habits. Maybe uh, you try, you're starting to cut back on alcohol and you're trying to find more productive outlets or you're trying to sit with your emotions more and you have a better way of processing and, and handling negative emotions. Like Whatever that step is, be proud of yourself for taking it because it's an important step. And I don't think we give ourselves enough freaking credit because it is so challenging. And most people just stay stuck on that nail and they whimper and they whimper and they never do anything about it. So the fact that you're doing something about it is a beautiful thing. I'm here. If you need anything, I've got your back. If you want to secure a spot in our challenge, uh, we should have about 50 spots left. I don't know what that'll look like by the time this airs, but uh, just go to 1000poundtakedown.com. One zero 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 pound spelled out p o u n d takedown dot com. 
register or don't. Either way is totally fine. If you do register, you can use code POPFAM as well for $10 off your entry fee. Proceeds go to charity. We're going to get started next Monday, February 6th. Either way, be proud of what you've done so far and, and you know, let yourself off the hook for some of the poor decisions that you may be harping on. You did the best you could, even if it was obvious hindsight that you could have made a better decision. That's okay. You've got that one in your pocket. You've got that one registered. Now you're in a better position to make a more informed decision moving forward. And that's all that matters. You're exactly where you're supposed to be right now. You're exactly where you're supposed to be. And you have everything you need right now in this moment, as you're listening to this, to make the change that you desire. Much love, everybody. I will talk to you next time.